0: How do you feel about the debacle surrounding Universes Beyond as well? Because yeah. they've, they've, they've made layoffs and yeah. you know, this goes for a lot of companies, not just the guys that run Magic, but like, you know, Bunnings is doing the same thing. Cole's yeah. doing the same thing. You know, record profits through COVID. I know they're trying to like hunker down for the storm, so to speak, yeah. but they're just doing all these preemptive
1: layoffs. Well, it is. It is the most successful universes yeah. Beyond is the biggest moneymaker maker. Four wizards. It's and cross for, licensing, man. It's like it's it, crazy. It, it goes off. And the thing yeah. is, it's a genius idea. When I was getting back into magic stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, I and I didn't realize that they'd done Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Then I saw, "Oh, they're doing the Warhammer set," and I was like, "Sick!" And then it's, "Oh, now they're doing." You know, they did like a secret lairdrop of like the Walking Dead. I was like, "Okay, that's cool as well." Yeah, sure. And then it's like, "Oh, now they're doing Lord of the Rings." And as soon as that came out, everyone who hadn't played Magic for a long time or, or always thought about playing magic it's brought in so many new people mm. so the idea that the head of that division lost her job yeah what yeah, yeah <laughs> it's baffling it's, it's bizarre it's yeah. it's ludicrous
0: hey guys welcome back to another Palms of Gaming podcast uh, at Palms of Gaming HQ um today I'm joined by Jordan Dunbar from uh a little band called Star. um introduce yourself and you go over what you do who
1: you are and where to find you What's so, up? Uh, I'm Jordan. I do vocals in a Melbourne metalcore band called Starve. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Even though we're Shadow Band on Instagram, we're Starve underscore music. So give us a give us a follow, please. But yeah, we're just there. We're on Spotify. And we're on all that stuff. And yeah, we just make angry music. See, that was recently when you got Shadow Band. It was like six months ago or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. We didn't even realize, but our our name is apparently a trigger word, and so we went ah shit my bad mm. we uh we got shadow band on pretty much everything like on you have to type in our full name on spotify as well yeah right so whoops <laughs> that's a pain <laughs> but that's all right it's a cool band name so it's fine at least, <laughs>
0: do they at least give the heads up for that or you just lock into your nope. account one day and they're just like yep cool nah they didn't
1: they didn't we didn't even find out somebody told us they were just like oh we yeah, tried right. searching you and couldn't find you so it's starve underscore music oh was it? No. Starve underscore AU. I'm wrong. <laughs> it used to be Starve that. Starve underscore AU. AU. There we go. So yeah, Starve underscore AU. And that's us now.
0: I feel like that is uh, pretty prevalent in our industry anyway. And, you know, people that listen to this podcast are pretty much like clued in that we exclusively get like, <laughs> yeah, <100%. laughs> metal artists essentially at this stage. We'll have to mix it up at some stage, but with, uh, with TCG, obviously you're a big old nerd like the rest of us yes sir um and you are heavily into like magic obviously. magic
1: magic is my number one for sure yeah yep. i grew up a lot collecting pokemon and Oh. like as a kid and i was super into you know the cards and stuff didn't have a clue how they worked never played the game just collected them because i thought they were sick and i was in love with the shows and all that stuff when i was younger so cheese tv yeah cheese tv man cheese TV. and then transition to toasted tv oh yeah still pretty all right they had Viva pinata on which was a bit of a miss but everything else was sick mm. uh but, um, yeah I, I i loved it man i've always been into into trading cards ever since i was a kid and like even even when i was a kid there was like some niche as show that i watched called chaotic,
0: yeah, right, chaotic. Do remember that? I don't they had know.
1: a trading card game it was meant to be like a rival for yugioh and uh and pokemon and it just wasn't is just flop.
2: One, is that the one where they threw like the hourglass
1: no no they they went into like a virtual digital world and found the monsters out there and then ah. found them scanned them went back and then they could become them and then fight each other it's real niche that is right they, <laughs> they only ever did three seasons i've still got a box of the cards at home like yeah right yeah they're it's
0: niche. that so when you started mentioning that it reminded me of scanners it was, yeah, re- it was really was similar. Yeah. It was like
1: it was like of scanners and Pokemon mixed together. But yeah, I was like super into like all that sort of stuff when I was a kid. And then yeah, I got into magic when I was like, oh, like I was probably like 15 when I first started playing. So like a long time ago. Mm. And I played it for a while during high school. And um I didn't really click with it because I played a lot of a lot of modern and you know, like a just a bit of like pioneer and stuff. But I just I wasn't really into it like I played it because it was like a thing that i could do instead of because i'm from ballarat so it was nice for me to go do something because there's nothing to do in ballarat Mm -hmm. and i kind of fell out of it after about a year or so and then probably about a year and a half two years ago i discovered commander and didn't know commander was a thing and now i'm just completely head over heels full into magic as hard as i can possibly get so it's good. So you've um, lost a lot of money. Oh, so much. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> for so much. Well, yeah. I um yeah, I I kinda I always have like different special interests at any point in time. And yeah. magic has been very consistent for the last like two years. That's good. Yeah, I love it, man. I go to local I go to my local like card store and stuff. I go to plenty of games in the city, mm-hmm. or I go to General Games in Malvern. Yep. Shout out Greg. That guy rules. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um you've have you seen the potty that we did with Joel from Plenty of Games?
1: No, I haven't. We've had Joel not. on as well. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. He was the very first, yeah. I, I think I've briefly met Joel for like half a second.
0: He is the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Yes. Yeah, he is so friendly. I man.
1: only really recently started going because I started I started working in the city. So now I go yeah. like every Monday as well because like, you know, I'll be going tonight. So see you tonight. So, <laughs> and you'll be playing with Ed. I'll well. be playing with Ed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. also been on the Yeah, So
0: everybody's linked somehow. Everyone some is linked. Way. Yeah. And the Get G- Commander Boys. Go we'll come with you next know. group. Sorry. The Get G- Commander G- Boys, yeah. Go the Get G- G- Commander
1: G- Boys. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I went to General Games in Melbourne because it's kind of along the area near where my house is. So I um I started going there. It was like my first time going to like a local castle to do commander. And I kind of played with my friends for a while, but like I started like getting more into it than my friends. And I didn't mm. really want to like be that annoying guy that's like I want to build decks and like put yeah. really good stuff. Like in really it. nerd, yeah, out. Really yeah, nerd yeah, out, yeah, really nerd out on it. So I wanted to sort of surround myself with other people who also really nerd out on it. Yeah, and so that's why I started going to like my LGS. And um, yeah, I just rocked up there yeah. one day and I was just playing games. And then I ran into someone who I knew there, and I was like, "Oh, didn't know you played Magic." And oh, yes. And then, oh, have you met Ed? And I was like. I think so. Mm. And then I was like, oh, actually, I know you and I love your work. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I've been watching your videos since I was like 14 years old. So, yeah, no. it's really cool. He's done some really cool work. He's, interesting work yeah. he's worked on everything that I've loved since I could go to shows. Yeah. So, it's really cool that like I got to meet him and now we hang out every week and, and play magic. So, yeah. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. I really just
0: remember like even, yeah, going to shows and recognizing people, like, and, Having uh, being introduced to you through Alessio, obviously, mm-hmm. and you, you played Magic with Matt as well, yep. Matt Payne, who's yep. from uh, a Va- band called Vatic, yeah. Um, but I remember always going to gigs, and you'd always local gigs, always be involved as well. Yep. So you just see you'd be like in the pit, just doing your thing, and I'd be like, I see that guy everywhere. Yep. And then I went and saw you guys live, and I'm like, Ah, cool. That makes yeah. sense. But I've always, I've always,
1: I've always kind of been the guy that was like at shows forever, yeah, and then. And like I eventually started like I started a band ages ago and it was dog shit. But um, you know, it is what it is. But um we uh yeah, we started we started starve and then it was kinda like a lot of I think a lot of people were like, Oh, inevitably that guy that rocks up to every show, gets mic grabs, does guest spots and moshes yes. is now in a band. Yeah. And so Yeah, I mean, it made sense. Like, just, like, in in the track record, it logistically made sense for me to start a band. But, yeah, yeah, it was was really nice. I've, I've been going to shows since I was 12. Um... Yeah, I'm 20 freezer days now. or some shit, yeah, 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 for like early freezer and like, um, you know, the battle of the Bands stuff they used to do and all, yeah. the all ages shows and stuff, yeah, like,
0: uh, battle of the bands, um, and then freezer events. They had like, yeah, you've spoken about it before, so I won't dabble on it too long, but they had uh, Diet parkway on there yep. and all that sort of yep. stuff. Like I back in the day
1: before, they were big, yeah, seeing um, seeing Out at like OLP. And oh, you know,
2: that um, was the best show, yeah, man, the <laughs> best show when CJ <laughs> got
1: heat stroke, yeah, that was so, sick. That was, <laughs> so, it was the that was Eye i valance and um, cattle Deacon. Was on that show, yeah, I yeah, randomly sick, yeah. Sick. I love tiny him. floor show in a school, yeah, in awesome. Ringwood, yeah, awesome, yeah. so good. And that guy really badly messed up the Reign of Darkness pick. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> you can find the recording of it on yeah, YouTube. I, I watch,
1: I, you watch him like grab the mic, say the wrong line at the wrong time. <laughs> CJ looks at him. Does the line, and then the guy just you you say that that, that that meme of Homer yeah. like going into the <laughs> trap, and I, oh, it's so rough. Um, yeah. I never saw that man ever again he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I can never show my face yeah. in public ever. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who's who was there or has seen that video knows exactly what yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> oh, it's a
0: pain and then Fist of Face you do all the signings yeah. and like you know yeah. well,
1: I was just talking to my partner about Fist of Face like the other day because I rediscovered an album that I hadn't heard since like 2014 mm. it's by a band called Sights and Sounds and it's like the guys from Comeback Kid did this like really cool like i guess you could say it's like kind of like sad and melodic album and i got it out of a fist to face bin for like 50 cents and i looked at the album cover and i was like this looks dope love it i rediscovered it like four days ago and it's so sick
0: i used to go there when like because a lot of the time they'd have signings during school hours as Mm -hmm. well and so obviously in, you know, 10, 11, 12, can't get there. Plus I, where I live, there's no public, when yeah. I, where I did live, there was no public transport. So you used to be able to rock up and they'd have signed copies that they were selling and they wouldn't extort you for the prices yeah. either. Like I remember I got an like a signed August Burn Red album. I can't remember what the album name was, but um, yeah, got one of them for like 30 bucks. Sick. Yeah, and it was dope and Ace. then there was other mice and men signings and it all was just a community achieved. driven yeah Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was cool yeah, it was and like, it was just such a small store too yeah, yeah. yeah. it was dope I
1: used, to, I used to wag school and go get on the v-line from ballarat to go to a signing i remember i went to uh i think it was i reckon it was motionless in white and I went and, yeah, right. and there's a photo deep in the internet somewhere me with a big black side fringe <laughs> like with my hand like this like behind Chris. That's <laughs> 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 real good. It was like same as like Lane and in Hartswake and stuff when they were all there. Yeah. And, you know, back in that time when they were doing regional tours and changed my life. Changed yeah. my life. Yeah, it was cool. Really brought it together. Yeah. Um, how long has Star been around for? Oh, shit. We've been coming up on I think a bit over five years now. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, five years. I think we started at the end of 2018. So yeah. almost six years now. Yeah. Yeah, we've been around a little while. Like all of us have kind of done music for a long time prior to Starve. Like I've been playing in bands since I was like 14, where there was crappy Rage Against Machine cover bands in Ballarat or you know, playing in um again, crappy deathcore bands in Melbourne. Um, we all kind of played different music and came together. Um, the band just kind of started with uh alessio my guitarist and myself he'd moved over from new zealand with his his previous band which was called Hammer Time. Mm-hmm. they were good like they were like party hardcore that was sick um but they came over um they tried it for a bit didn't really work out so they ended up just calling it a day and then um met alessio and he and i just started reminiscing on how good it was about being in bands and he was like oh i've been writing this stuff like do you want to listen to it and you want to see what you reckon i was like yeah sure and then it together and we had a few different members over the past few years just in and out over time yeah yeah, people with different commitments and stuff and now we've got uh myself alessio uh ewan who he plays bass Ewan and i used to play in a deathcore band together the bad one um (laughs) and then um darcy who plays drums and darcy previously played in a band called anticline and darcy and i were housemates during anticlines like start so you know, so everyone has been intermingled for a long time. And I think the lineup we've got is really, really solid and everyone's mm. on the same page and driven and it's feeling good. It's that's feeling good. Really good. That's good to
0: be on, the, particularly having driven band members. It's usually, yeah. that's the part where people struggle. Like it, it's a very free flowing sort of thing. It's just like, yeah. oh, I just want to do my thing. And yeah. there's, there's a, I think that's in my personal
1: opinion, that's the make or break it win. is it is 100 and like everyone has their moments where they're like i don't know if i can dedicate to this i don't know if mm. it's something that because once it starts getting serious and once you start putting a lot of time into it it takes up a lot of your life yeah. like
0: it's a difficult genre to um you know make money from yeah. as well like for you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. if i wanted
1: to make money from music i would never play metal like yeah ever correct yeah but metal fucking rules (laughs) why would i not but yeah it's we do it because we absolutely love it and we've all been into it forever and yeah it's just the best man i feel like now we're at the strongest we've ever been in terms of like productivity and like communication and just being a band and being mates we're probably at the best that we've ever been. So yeah, dope. Yeah. And
0: for people listening, can maybe on the on the on the cusp of considering giving you guys a listen, which we promote you to do, we'll drop some links and stuff links. in the description. And but how would you best describe your sound? And particularly, you're obviously I don't know if you can talk about it very much, but you're releasing a new album soon. We are, we um. So if you could describe album. that sound or try to pitch it to people to give it a listen, yeah, yeah to do it,
1: it's kind of it's hard to describe because we kind of try and we we all have such different influences from everything, but it's um. It's kind of like a metallic hardcore metallic metalcore sort of mix really aggressive really punchy quite chaotic like gnarly stuff but then it also has quite a lot of um i guess like melancholy like sad sort of influence i guess is the best way to describe it is it. it has got a lot of ups and downs like our music has always been pretty like tough guy kick someone in the head but then it's also got quite i guess like you know sad and I guess depressing undertones would be the best way I could describe mm. it. But you don't really you wouldn't really I wouldn't call my band a sad band. I call my mm. band a, a pissed off band. It's it's a little bit of everything. Like we all love, you know, early slipknot and that really heavy, really, really heavy like new metal like influence from back in the day. But then all that mixed with like current bands, like things that are smashing through the states, bands like Orthodox and Boundaries. Um, you know, we just played with Dying Wish last night. I'd say they're pretty on par to like the sort of stuff that we do you know like my biggest inspiration as a vocalist is the acacia strain yeah so like that's where i sort of come in and my my styles but everyone's into everything i think that's really nice because it means that the band comes out sounding really different you know i'm really into like older you know metal and hardcore and you know i like like dad metal Mm -hmm. i love i love it i love that stuff i love pantera i love machine head i love typo negative i love all that sort of stuff and then you know alessio likes pop yeah right? and that's yeah. like that's that's where we all kind of differ um and it's nice we, we create some really cool stuff i'm really proud of it and the album that we're doing at the moment we're really close to finishing it yeah it's really cool i'm really proud of it to be honest yeah like it's every single time we've released something it's felt like a pretty massive step for us like in terms of quality and and depth. Keeping it fresh yeah and it's yeah i'm really proud of this one i think it's going to be i think it's going to be cool yeah don't yeah yeah. do you have a anticipated sort of target release for that um,
0: if you can speak about it
1: before. yeah I mean like we it will be done by April cool. so anytime after that once we organize release stuff so pretty much between like June and September is our mm-hmm. plan to get rolling on the release and have it we want to have it out by September but yeah, yeah don't it'll be it'll be cool it'll be really really fun um, it's got lots of really chaotic stuff and lots of really pissed off stuff and Hopefully, a moment can make you cry. We'll see how we go.
0: Yeah, right. Roller coaster. That's sick. <laughs> um, so we'll, you know, swing back around to obviously cards and magic again. Yes, sir. So we've had a couple of people obviously on the podcast recently talking about the current state of the game. Yes, as well. So, like your music, it's almost a bit chaotic.
1: My thoughts is like, I understand from a logistics standpoint why Wizards sold to Hasbro. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. Yes very fair Hasbro chill out please (laughs) please it's it's but they have so much money to sink into it but it's just product fatigue like as a person who's come in really taking it seriously in the last like year and a half two years I'm overwhelmed Mm. by the amount of content and by the amount of stuff that's coming out like it's I'm coming into this pretty fresh from you know playing it years ago coming into this new format that I'd never really gotten into coming into all these new things. And it's like, oh, there's this set that's coming out. And here's all these really cool cards from this set. And you're like, dope. By the time you get to that set and you've built a deck out of it, there's a new one in a week. Like every month, there's a new set coming out. It's exhausting. I can
0: imagine the fatigue for you as well because, you know, (laughs) like turning back around to the point where you're like, oh, you know, bands are like passion project. It's taking, it takes a lot. It's almost like a full-time job. You've got that, which you've also got to do a day job as well 100% yeah. um, so you've got to do this band stuff yeah. which takes is pretty much equivalent of a part time full time job yep. and then you've got to keep up with magic as almost yeah. the equivalent of having a part time job so 100%. It's, it's nuts
1: yeah it's crazy like I I've been yeah as I said like fully really invested in magic for the last like year and a half and yeah I feel like since I got into it there's been 13 sets mm. released yeah they used to do one they used to do two sets a year and then like two expansions of each of those sets. So like one every like three months. And that gave you time to collect the ones that you want, wait for the market to drop on singles. And then you could then build the decks that you want, play with them. And then by the time that you've played a good amount with those, the new one's like a month away and you can start getting excited. Now it's just like, like I just got some Ravnica Remastered because Ravnica, um, Return to Ravnica was the first set I ever played. And that was like 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. I got Ravnica Remastered because I was like, hell yeah, this is sick. This is like new. Like re it's reprints of all of my favorite cards that I played back then, and it's really really fun. But like, I've only just finished building my Ixalan decks as I've gotten into this, and then you know, prior to that, they did. I can't even like. It's there's so much that I can't remember what it was. It was like the Lord of the Rings was before that. Yeah, there was Wilds of Eldraine. Like,
2: dominaria remastered
1: dominaria remastered was like the start of the year yeah. or like the end of last year and then there was you know um oh god there it's was so hard
2: to keep up and if you're playing a format that rotates yeah you, you'd never have like a deck
0: that you can yeah. really compete. also the influence with. on the secondary market as well mm-hmm. if you're talking about like oh you're waiting for the prices to tank yeah your secondary market's always like here and if you want to play competitively yeah like yeah. it makes it so hard. Yeah.
2: It then then wizards have all got the um like the do not reprint lists
1: and things yeah, like that yeah. as well. The, yeah. the reserve list. Yeah. yeah. And like they, I don't know when the last time they added to that list was. I no idea. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But like, you know, a lot of stuff will come in, and then by the time you've like figured out how it works half of the cards that you really like because they're really good and now on the ban list you can't play them competitively i like i don't play competitive i play strictly casual if i people who play competitive sometimes i find they get too serious and then i'm like i'm like hey, hey no, i'm just here for good it's time a game. Bro. it's a game man it's a game but i like i'll come in and play you know these fun cards and stuff and stuff that's like really good and then the next time i rock up like i'll play with a new pot of people and They've all got this stuff that I have no idea what it is because I've only just finished building my Dominaria from like, you know, last year. And like, yeah, it's it's just a lot. Like, that
0: slow pace of play down is quite a bit as well. Oh, yeah. You've got to read yeah. every card. you've got to read every card oh, and know it's, all the,
1: yeah. So much. It's so much. It's it's a novel on each card. Mm. It's But it's like, I like the power creep. Like, I'm a fan of that. Like, a lot of people don't like the term power creep. But they don't like that that happens in cards because like, especially in Magic, you have all these cards that you know, a card that was considered powerful 15 years ago is now like, why would you put that in your deck? Mm. Like, it's useless. Yeah. Now it's like, why would I do that when I've got this card that does that and then the same as four other things all at once? Because they're just adding all these things together to make more interesting stuff, which like, I'm fine with that. But if you're a new person coming into that, it's a lot to learn. Yeah. Like, there's so many like keywords and like interactions and stuff. And it's a lot, it's a lot, yeah.
0: Well, good luck keeping up. Yeah, thank you. I'm trying my <laughs> yeah. best. I'm definitely trying my best. Um, how do you feel about the debacle surrounding universes beyond as well? Because yeah. they've, they've, they've made layoffs and yeah. you know, this goes for a lot of companies. Yeah. Yeah. Like not just, you know, Mad, the guys that run Magic, but like, you know, Bunnings is doing the same thing. Cole's yeah. doing the same thing. You know, record profits through COVID. I know they're trying to like hunker down for the the, the storm, so to speak. Yeah. But they're just doing all these preemptive layoffs um and they've done that with arguably one of their more successful well it is it is the successful universes yeah.
1: beyond is the biggest money maker for wizards it's and cross for, licensing man like it's it, it crazy it, it goes off and the thing yeah. is it's a genius idea yeah like when i was you know getting back into magic stuff i was like oh this is cool like i and i didn't realize that they'd done you know dungeons and dragons stuff which like For the longest time i didn't realize was the same property because wizards owns both Mm. but then i saw oh they're doing the warhammer set and i was like sick i used to like collect warhammer and paint warhammer and stuff back when i was like in high school sometimes now i'll paint some stuff i've never played it way too complicated but yeah like i was like cool they're doing warhammer stuff sick and then it's oh now they're doing you know they did like a secret lairdrop of like the walking dead i was like okay that's cool as well yeah sure and then it's like oh now they're doing you know lord of the rings and as soon as that like came out ev- like everyone who hadn't played like magic for a long time or you know hadn't always thought about playing magic it's brought in so many new people mm. so the idea that the head of that division lost her job yeah what yeah, yeah <laughs> it's baffling it's, it's bizarre it's, yeah. it's ludicrous like it's absolutely crazy and i'm not like the most well knowledge person on any of this stuff so mm. like
0: there may be someone out there that knows a little bit more. If 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 yeah. so, drop it in the comments there by is, all means. There is
1: a really really good video that I watched on it, and it is I'm sure everyone who plays magic and anyone who's ever touched magic knows the Tulerian Community College yes. professor. Yeah, God bless the prof. <laughs> um, he made a really well spoken video about the layoffs. Okay, yep. and it's it's really good i remember like because a lot of the pros videos i'll watch them but i'll kind of have them on in the background because he just yabs for a while he's, <laughs> he's a yapper he's a yapper he's a yappaholic. but he'll just sit and and just talk about stuff and like i can listen to him talk for hours because he's great but that one i was just like every word that came out of guy's mouth was truth and i was, and it's amazing because it's a dude who loves it so much there is no person on this world who loves magic the gathering more than the professor yeah and he was devastated and his video about it is really really interesting and it's really heartfelt and you can tell that he's really upset and the community is really upset about it Mm -hmm. because it's like at that point it's just like it's just corporate bullshit right yeah and it sucks it really sucks and like as i said i'm not the well i'm not the most like well knowledge on that stuff i can't really speak on it with heaps of knowledge but like from a consumer point of view and seeing and hearing about you know oh this is doing amazingly they're making record money Every single drop they do is successful. You know, mm. market prices are going crazy. Oh, but like you know, get them out of here. Mm. Like we're oh we we can't afford it. Get out. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Get. Out. But you
0: can afford to release like
1: a bajillion sets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. The amount of cards oh. that are in the world right now yeah. is.
2: I've heard um, Hasbro's actual like the rest of the toy it, um sector uh, sector for them has been on the decline as well. So the only one that's been—they're trying been to magic, compensate. Relate. Yeah, yeah.
0: they're—they're yeah. so they're having like a more holistic
2: approach. But imagine, like, you have like you have this business. One successful thing. One successful, and you're successful like, thing. And you're like. Oh, what if he just killed? Why of are we failing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy, and yeah.
0: it's... yeah, it's
1: nuts. But yeah,
0: yeah that's I yeah. was well, so yeah, it acts like a lead-in for a lot. Like I, you know, if if I wasn't so goddamn busy all the time, like I was considering picking up magic as well. And yeah. I know Jacob is a ripple-on effect from us, yeah. pa- like ripping packs of Lord of the Rings.
2: Magic 100%. has been such a thing. Like I've been wanting to do it for such yeah. a long time, and then seeing those cards, I was like, I'll download it'll, Arena. It'll, yeah, yeah,
1: hundred yeah. percent. Arena is. Arena is the best gateway that they ever designed. The
2: the teaching, like the actual like tutorial, of so streamlined, just walks you through without holding your hand. If that makes sense, it doesn't feel like that. Hundred percent. Arena.
1: Arena is awesome. I play Arena on my phone. I because I don't really do draft like in person. I've wanted to for a while, but like I'm a bit nervous about it. I'm a bit of an anxious boy in Mm. terms of like going and doing something new that I don't understand how it works. And like I can say that I love Magic. I know how it works. I shouldn't be nervous about it, but I do draft on arena. Like I'll sit on my phone and draft with other people on arena and then just play that and then it gives you like rewards and stuff on that app. I get exactly the same thing out of it. The app Mm. rules. It's so intuitive. It knows what you can do and what you can't do. It's yeah, Yeah. love it. It's awesome.
0: Mm. It's a great gateway because a lot of people within, you know, TCG space as well uh you know as a generalization a lot of them can can be quite nervous as well like it's just one of those it 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 attracts a lot of people with neurodivergencies and all that sort of stuff so it's actually a good way of getting people into it without demanding that they go and be social at a social event which may make them incredibly uncomfortable
1: going out and going out and um you know running into people that you've never met before at quite, you know, quite daunting it, yeah it's yeah. quite daunting. like i remember my first time going to my lgs and not really being super comfortable about it and like kind of hovering around the tables because i didn't know how to like be like oh hey like do you guys need someone extra to play or something like that and eventually it gets to the point where you you get past that initial thing everyone who's there is so welcoming and they'll always just be like yeah, yeah of course i like, come sit down like my first like probably nine or ten times going to my lgs i played with different people every time didn't know a single person there and every single time they were so lovely and now every time i go back i see those people that i played with first i go oh hey what's up and I go, oh hey jordan like every like yeah you play one game with them you spend two hours with somebody or like an hour and a half with somebody playing commander you're mm-hmm. gonna know them pretty well by the end yeah so it's really nice and like yeah playing playing arena is the best way to get that first step into that. Cause it's, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like commander, you know, I, as a person that doesn't play, but I would, I would imagine this would hold quite true is that because there's so much variability in like what you can actually build. It's almost like an insight into your mind. It really is. You yeah. can, you
1: can really like break This guy down. really likes dinosaurs. Yeah. Like- <laughs> 100%, you can break down someone's character by figuring yeah. out what commanders they play. Like it's amazing. Like the beautiful thing about commander I don't know if you guys know heaps about it but essentially it's like you you pick your commander and then you build the whole deck of 99 cards based around that commander right but any commander that you play is any card in magic that is just considered like a legendary creature Yep. do you know how many legendary creatures are in magic like Tens of thousands. Like five? <laughs> at least five. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many. And you can just build anything you want around that. If you see a certain card that pokes out to you that you're like, oh, that's sick. Or I want to put
0: could, that. I reckon I wonder if I could make that work. Well. hundred yeah. percent. Like
1: that's the point that I'm at now where like, because I, for a while I was just playing pre-cons, like just pre-constructed like commander decks, like giving it a go, seeing what felt nice. I've now built probably 12 decks like from scratch where I've just opened a pack seen a card gone sick and then just been like i'll put that to the side and then jump on adh rec or something see all the cards that synergize well with it talk to other people who play magic and go oh you need this card like this would be really good for your deck and then you just build stuff out of it and i remember talking to somebody uh at uh general games and he said and it's probably the most like true statement i've heard in terms of like playing commander which is you like magic now you will love magic once you build a deck that works and you see it succeed and yeah. i 100 the first time i won a game with a deck that i built from scratch it's like i can do it oh my god no feeling in the world no drug could make you feel better no you know nothing in this world can get you as high as winning a commander game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a with your own deck, it is.
0: I reckon it's the perfect space for creatives as well because it, it, it allows you to be truly creative. It's so really. It's, it's r- not surprising that a lot of people that are in bands are like yourself, hundred percent, are playing So many metal, so many metal nerds.
1: Yeah. Every time I rock up to uh, LGS, there's a dude in an In Hearts Wake shirt. It's sick. Yeah, I love it. It's it so gives you so much common ground to it. Yeah, fantastic. exactly. It's also awesome. and like the like obviously the main thing that drew me to the game and draws most people who are into metal to the game is the artwork. It's just heavy metal album covers. Mm. Yeah, well, that's,
0: yeah. yeah. I was almost <laughs> going
1: to segue into that. Like the art is very metal yeah. as well. All of where... like, all of the Phyrexia set is just like death metal albums. Yeah, it's so sick. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's dope. I love it. Um, what we're going to do is we're actually start opening some packs now mm-hmm. to. We've, we've come up with a new system um, just to make it sort of a bit better for the people listening in instead of having a big block where we're opening a heap of packs and you guys being like what's going on um, we're gonna do two packs we're not stinging out it's just for the um, for the for the content and, and making it sort of still, able to be focused in on. Um, So we figured we filled one of our new, it's not for the use case of it, but our graded card cases are now in colors. So um, get one of those, but we filled these with a random assortment of um, magic packs. Um, So, you know, for instance, if, you know, next podcast, we get someone that's into Pokemon, we just fill it with Pokemon backs. We went to Good Games in Greensboro, Michael's store, and we just said, just give us two of every single pack, you have a booster pack you've got uh, for Magic and we just fill the box up. Um, so we're going to do two packs. We're going to do one now and we're going to have a little bit more of a chat. We're going to do one at the end. Um, yep, cool. <laughs> Jake is coming over to put the camera on because I will forget. I'll forget everything. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a lucky dip. Um, so there are some of the packs you've mentioned in there. So I wish, uh, I hope you get one of them. Maybe we could even do like a randomized one and if there's, there is a pack that you really want to open, I'll just let you have a look and you can do that. There you go. There I'd you love go. That. Want you to be happy by the end of it as Hell well. Again. So I'm already happy, man. Don't uh, good worry. man, good man, good man. Go for it. Wild of Eldrin. You, well right? you want to do a trade? Because I know you like this one. I do like Ravnica. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: you're going to get more enjoyment out of this than me. Uh, so. Yeah, I love Ravnica, man. Such a cool set. Alrighty. It's crap. Kind of.
0: Makes the random is redundant, but <laughs> hey, it's still random. <laughs> no, it's a dead two packs at least. All right. Let's
1: Beautiful. Let's get a Recto Signet. Very nice. Ooh! Shape shifters. Nice. Oh my goodness gracious me! Did you just pull doubling season? Oh! <gasps> I should have traded you back that time. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what this is. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> god. <laughs> Bro, so doubling season is an enchantment. The text on it says, if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice as many of those tokens instead. Uh, if an effect would put one or more counters onto a permanent you control, it puts twice as many onto that permanent. So what it does, everything you put out, you get twice of it is crazy i have been trying to get this card for a while without paying <laughs> full price for it
0: we'll, we'll, we, shouldn't
2: we'll, uh, we'll,
1: we'll, <laughs> we shouldn't have uh we shouldn't have swapped <laughs> that's so sick oh dude doubling season's like i've been after that for ages
0: so we'll probably end up sending you home with it Hell let's be yeah. honest i would yeah. love that thank
1: you <laughs> um yeah excellent i got uh lazav uh the multi ferris he's a shapeshifter Dope. um has X, uh, pay X, it becomes a copy of a target creature in your graveyard with mana value X, uh, except his name is Lazav, and he's not legendary, so you can get multiple of the same legendary, which is cool. Uh, Debt of the Deathless is a very good card from this set as well. Each opponent loses two times X life, and you gain life equal to the life lost this way, so you can make everyone very sad. <coughs> um, so that's good. Sphinx. Very good. And then, yeah, just all the commons. Very, very cool. I cannot believe you pulled a doubling season. That is ludicrous. That is absolutely ludicrous. What else did you get? Lich King's conquest. Go through all of mine as yeah, well because you'll know way more about it than I will. I, I will. I will. But thank you. So Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Which one's this? Sacrifice number of artifacts, enchantments, and or tokens. Return that mini creature cards from your graveyard to the That's cool. That's cool. That's a nice card. Yeah, well done. You got some rippers. I uh, generally like any
0: lit-related cards, just the gothic art style. Of yeah, it they're pretty really cool. Yeah, I like this one. I like the
1: retro uh, border as well. Yeah, yeah, all the old school border stuff. Yeah, it's cool. extended
0: art too. Are they all extended art?
1: Uh, that's just extended art. Yeah, they um, only have an extended art for doubling season. Nah, so there's there's quite a few re- renditions of doubling season. Okay. that's that's from the Wilds of Drain set, which has the goose mother on it. Who was a, who is a hydro goose. That's pretty rad. That's pretty sick. I want the yeah. card now. Sorry, mate. No. She's, she's dope. The, hydro, the goose mother rules. There you go. Excellent. Dude, killer pack. That's like a $50 card, $60 I've, card. I've swindled you. You have swindled <laughs> me. You've absolutely swindled me rotten.
0: I haven't – like I should probably get into magic because the the, the success rate I have with packs, yeah, I, n- I don't have nuts. with anything else. No, Like I was saying before, like, and I didn't, don't know where I put uh, – I found them recently, but I didn't – I've lost them for a period where I was opening the gift boxes for Lord of the Rings because – Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah. who's not going to and like three, I think three out of four of the gift boxes I got an Orcish Bowmaster with a couple of extended arts that's as well that's ludicrous yeah. I've
1: opened two boxes of Lord of the Rings and never got an yeah. Orcish Bowmaster and Balanced Tomb as
0: well I was Ridiculous. talking to Joel from, um, from Plenty of Games about it and he was just like what the yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. That's such an insane
1: success rate. Yeah. Like, that's crazy.
0: So, I, I maybe it's the the world telling me, "Hey, just download Arena, just, give it a go. Just yeah. delete yeah. one of your many other things that you do in your life, yeah, and no just, more hobbies. Yeah, stop playing, <laughs> stop playing Boulder's Gate, and play this instead." Well, the
1: thing is, right, you already play trading card games, I know. so like, it kind of just it's it, you just haven't picked anything t- are <laughs> <different. laughs> Dude, hell yeah, dude, what a web! That's such an incredible pull for. Like and you had no idea, which is so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the guys going be like, "What the It was, one was one? like the second or third
2: card you pulled <laughs> out of the pack.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. One of my one of my coworkers, he is not into magic. Or oh, he's into magic now because yeah. I've got him into magic. I brought him and taught him how to play a game of Commander. The first bot, the first yeah. like booster he opened at work because we have a card bot. Shout out, card bot. Uh, next to our work, spent hundreds there. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> we opened up like a Commander Masters set yeah, from yeah. there, and he, the first pack he ever opens playing Magic, and he pulls a doubling season. And I was furious. Yeah, because you've been hunting
0: this car. <laughs> uh, I was, I,
1: if I had just bought the single, right. I would have saved hundreds, but I'm so addicted to. And packs, man. <laughs> <laughs> all, I've robbed you from it now I'm so sorry no, you haven't you're all good you're all good at least you're here for it yeah thank you
0: um, so we're gonna loop around back to your uh, band before we wrap it up sure um, just to obviously try and promote you guys as much as possible because I love your music you guys have got a really good stage presence by the way thank I you I know I've told Alessio that but I don't think I've told you directly that that's very nice of you thank um, you very much yeah very good fun I remember you and Alessio had to
1: cover his ears yeah yeah Alessio's in-ears kept falling out so yeah we, we put tape on we duct taped him and... them to yeah. his duct taped them to his ears in little crosses and um he kept doing that as like a bit yeah. for 8 months yeah. and now we still like every time we play we still put tape over our ears to keep our ears from falling out cuz none of us have bit the bullet and got molded earplugs yet because we're all cheap but mm. um Again, if I, if I saved the money trying to get doubling season, then I probably could have bought more of the earplugs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now he can get
1: some earplugs. Love um, game is doing God's work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So yeah, we played Unify and his ears fell out and put tape over his head. And now we still continue to do it pretty much all of us because all our ears fall out because we do stupid shit on stage yeah. and headbang really hard and punch the air. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: remember, I remember chilling out at your camp after, and I was just—I was talking to Leslie I'm like, "Yeah, so fucking sick idea, man." He's just like, "Ah, oh, I actually had to do it because of this." But yeah, like five people have said that to me so far, so I think I'm gonna have to keep doing it. He kept it on as a brand yeah.
1: for a yeah. while. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 very Steez yeah. Lord. I
0: love it. Yeah. Um. So. Step us through um, some factors of obviously recording and making a full-length album. So, yeah. um, you know, when it comes down to the lyrics or, you know, the tone we touched on before that it, there was a, there's a lot of, you guys listen to a wide variety of music, which, you know, aids in keeping everything a little bit fresh. But the processes in which you guys go through, um, does someone do the main of the writing? Like, where does that inspo come from? Do you sit down and just get bits from everyone? Like, how yeah. do you guys go about it?
1: So pretty much the main powerhouse in writing this stuff is Alessio. Um, Alessio does pretty much everything like he is a evil genius he's, he will yeah. yeah he's crazy he will write a whole song in his head and never demo it and then just go and record the whole thing like front to back he's yeah, crazy right? he's nuts and he'll go in and he'll be like "Ah, uh, it sounds like this and then they'll spend more time trying to figure out the time <laughs> signature of the song because he's written some weird like 5-4 riff that ends on like the third beat of the third bar and then he's like, no, nah, it's just what it sounds like. And no one knows what the time signature is. And he's just like, no, no, no. It's like this. this you, you'll figure it out. And we're like, you're the worst. Yeah. But it, it shows results. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah, He writes pretty much everything. Since Darcy joined the band, he's been a really good writing powerhouse as well. Darcy wrote a lot of Andy Klein. Darcy plays guitar in a band called Slow Burn as well. So he, not only can he play guitar and he also plays drums in our band, he writes... He has incredible music taste. You should see his vintage T-shirt collection. It's amazing. Yeah, Darcy's a weapon. So having Darcy introduced into the band has been really good. One of the songs on the album that we're probably going to do as one of the singles is the song that Darcy wrote. And it's like, no offense to Alessio. He knows this. It's probably my favorite song on the album. It's, it dope. it's so sick. We have so many songs where like Alessio just writes these really interesting parts with all these layers and stuff. But because we're only a one guitar band, He's written it in such a way that we can still it translates live like we yeah. don't have to have everything on backing tracks There's like a million layers that yeah yeah like we yep. still have tracks like we still have backing tracks we all run in ears. like we all run on a click track but the way that he writes it's like it still translates really well um so yeah in terms of like all of us writing together ewan puts a lot of work into um i guess like the just the management of all of us and making sure that we all are on top of our shit which is nice he's he puts a lot of work into the writing and all the feedback from when Alessio will send something through you and probably sends the most notes and gives like all the feedback and says this is what I like at this point and all this and like super articulate super articulate so yeah. super super good I'm useless I don't know a single thing about music I <laughs> I just yell into a microphone I do I yell I but I'm yell. really good at it yeah I, I can do it okay I've been doing it a while but um yeah like in terms of like writing and stuff, I'll just be like, I like the part where it goes do 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 And they go, yeah, all right, cool. Yep, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and then um, that's essentially what we do. I, I'll, I'll pitch in ideas and stuff in terms of the writing, but a lot of the time it'll be, you know, those three sort of chatting about it. And then I sort of come in and be like, this is the sort of theme I'm thinking. This is the ideas I have for the lyrical content. This is like the dynamics of the song that I'd like. And then a lot of the time, Alessia will write a whole bunch of lyrics I'll write a whole bunch of lyrics and then we'll sit down together and place it Dope. um and yeah we just do that at his house a lot of the time the actual recording process we've been recording in sydney with a producer whose name is clayton and his partner Ange. they run a studio called the brain studios in sydney awesome yeah very very good they are the best we've done all our previous recording we've done with scotty simpson of alpha wolf mm-hmm. he's too busy being world famous so he can't <laughs> fit us in anymore so thanks scotty um we love him we love him very much he, he was very upset he couldn't do the album so it's it's all it's all love but we went with clay because Clay's done sound for us in sydney a few times and we just got along with him so well like mm. gelled with him amazingly uh he gets how we work he's just yeah he's fantastic so Recording with him and and Ange has been really rewarding, and their studio is fantastic. Shout out to Squee the cat, the best cat in the world. She's a grumpy little bitch. I love her. That's dope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, like a home studio set up? No, it's like it's a full studio. Full studio. Yeah, but okay. It's um, it's like got like three rooms in it. It's right? like massive, okay. massive recording space. Well, the um, cat
0: comes with them. Yeah,
1: that's dope. Yeah, cat lives. The cat lives there with them. Like I think they they live like. Elsewhere, but the the cat essentially lives at the studio all day. Every That's day, right. I mean, they'd be there all the time. So yeah, they're there out. every yeah. day. That's cute. So, yeah. Shout out Squee. Yeah, right. Yeah, she yeah. hit me once. It was really good.
0: Uh, just gave you the, yeah. the, the, the the any claws or just the pads?
1: Oh, no, claws. Yeah. Yeah. She's gnarly. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's old. She's like 19. So, yep. yeah, she's cool. But... um. Yeah, that's She's listening to the angry music all day, so she's she just does. like, gotta let yeah. it out, you know? She does. So, yeah. why is this
0: guy yelling all the time? Whack <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs>
1: but, yeah, so we've been recording with them, and like, Clay just sort of understands us as people, and we just gel with him really well. So, working yeah. with him's been great.
0: Does that help in like a studio environment as well like is do you denote that to being like quite a key thing to be comfortable with the people that are recording you Does yeah, that add yeah. to
1: it like or? we've we've tried recording with probably like six different people in the time of us being abandoned we've only really gelled with two
0: yeah yeah um
1: yeah. and like we'll do like a session and just be like didn't work and then we'll move on to somebody else and like now that we've sort of found like the team that works really well with us we'll pretty much hold on to it for as long as we can right yeah. finding that connection with the person that we're working with is really really crucial for us um yeah and yeah like clay's just a weapon man like he's been doing this longer than i've been alive like mm-hmm. he's been playing in bands and like going to shows and like i've seen clay's different bands since mm-hmm. i was like 15 and now i'm working with him and like knowing the extent of the things he's worked on in the past and like all these really influential things to my life like he recorded i have a song tattooed on my stomach which is deep rotting fear by justice for the damned mm-hmm. he recorded that song and I had no idea. Oh, really? I was just cool. like, I was like, oh, like I love justice. I've got Ronnie fear myself. He's like, Oh, I recorded that. I was like, oh my god. That's dope. That's <laughs> yeah. dope. She's like, I found my place. Yeah, like, so <laughs> sick. But yeah, it's awesome, man. in some um, yeah, he rules. He uh, him and him and Ange, like his partner Ange. She is a powerhouse, like on her own. Like she is incredible to work with. She's so precise and so quick. And she doesn't give you any bullshit. Like, I'll be in the studio recording. I'll do a take and I'll be like it oh, was sick and she'll be like shit do it again and I'm like <laughs> done and she's right like she's so right and it's yeah it's awesome it's really good to very, to work hu- with-
0: very humbling as well <laughs> yeah it's good to
1: work with people who understand like what you need and they yeah. provide it for you yeah
0: and look at everything through a critical lens as well like if you're thinking it's like it's dope it's just like no like yeah we want the best for you as well like if you want the best for yourself you do it again exactly it's um, really good and yeah. being able to obviously sit there and take that critical feedback is very important as well Oh yeah so, it's, it's a yeah. real
1: it's a real crush to your ego if you think you're really good yeah. um yeah it's it's something that i've definitely had to learn a lot um in terms of like You know it doesn't matter how long i've been doing vocals for or how long i've been doing band stuff for i'm never going to be as good as i can be Mm. and having people around me who know that perfect yeah that's all i need is i need someone to constantly be like you're doing good but you can always do better or Mm. like you know this is this is good this wasn't that good you sounded like shit this night you sounded really good this day like i need honesty and all of us need honesty so working with clay and Ange is the best because they'll never they'll never lie to us they're As real as it gets.
0: How's your vocal endurance by the way? Like on the back end of any like long tours, how do you how do you find that you I hold actually, up?
1: I find I do way better if I'm doing consecutive shows. If I get okay. into a rhythm and I can do show after show after show, then like two days break, then show after show, then show after show, I'll do I'll do really good. I'll sound okay. my best at the end of that tour. Yeah, right. But if I do a show here and then have two weeks of break and work and do like life stuff and then do another show. And then have two days off and then do another show like if it's broken up i'll blow out like okay, okay. yeah and it sucks because i have to do a lot of endurance stuff in preparation for a tour but because in australia you can only really play like six cities mm. it's like getting them more consecutive is quite difficult so yeah i guess like it's 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 hard to keep up physically when you're so stagnated across states yeah Um, it's
0: incredibly high intensity it is it's it's nuts what do you do when you talk about like prep work what do you what do you do like walk us through that
1: um i go see well i haven't for a while but usually i go see um there's a singing teacher who i see in Brunswick named peter peter Mm -hmm. vox who runs vox studios dude's a psychopath i love him he's awesome (laughs) he's the best um anyone who's worked with peter knows exactly what i'm talking about as well he is just a hundred percent and he will tell you every single piece of information you need to know for your exact like Body and your type of voice and what you do like for me the biggest thing that i require in terms of preparation is actually rest like vocal rest sleeping anything like that the better i feel when i wake up the better i'll sound so like if it's terms of like i'm on tour i will sell merch before the show and then as soon as i finish the set i'm on vocal rest i don't speak i don't like go to the merch stand i don't like That's talk easy. to people yeah, i'm okay. just like silent yeah and then i'll go to bed at an okay time if it's possible mm-hmm. and then get up when I have to and still be pretty much on vocal rest like I'm pretty quiet for the most part on tour because it, it kills your voice trying to talk to people at shows like you're talking yeah. over the music like the house music yeah like trying to sell merch you'll blow your voice out just doing that yeah so it's I'm always trying to look after myself as much as possible Um, you're not supposed to like eat greasy food before you play. You're not supposed to eat spicy food, no beer. Like I don't drink anyway, but like no beer, no soft drink. Like.
0: You're right. Why is that?
1: Like strips your throat. It takes all the moisture out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just, just room temp water, baby. And tea. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Throat Coat. The greatest tea of all time. (laughs) That
0: sounds very interesting.
1: (laughs) It's, uh,
0: it's bark tea is what it is. It rules. Yeah, right i oh, would love to hear the ball when they were making up that
1: company throat name. road coat throat it's very funny yeah. <laughs> but it's um yeah it's the best shit i've ever bought in my life it's, yeah, right. it's so good but yeah like just looking after yourself is yep. the main thing and like generally before a tour i try to go to the gym and a lot of the time i have ins and outs where i'm like really into the gym really not into the gym when i'm coming up to a tour i will go to the gym for a month before yep. i tour because i need to be a bit lighter yeah. because it's a lot harder to scream when you weigh 100 think, kilos i think we work we work quite well with deadlines as well i think yes. you, you know what we, i mean by that yeah 100 100%, 100%, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. you need that
0: deadline to need it. Like, do it to push yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's yeah. good yeah, yeah. 100%. dope man um well before we wrap up again we're going to do another pack but uh again where can everybody find you? So we've got your Instagram tag, yep. um, Facebook, um, you know, Spotify. What maybe, maybe recommend a good song to kick people off of people? Like yeah. kick it off of people?
1: If you like, if you like heavy music, we have a song called Parables. That's probably the, the one I would pick. It's very cool. It's probably a, one of our best ones that we've done. Uh, my personal favorite song that we've ever written is a song called Sour Times. If you like cool rock and roll riffs. That's that one. It's also got a guest spot from Zach Hatfield from a band called Left Behind from West Virginia, who are one of my favorite bands ever. So yeah, that'd probably be my picks for it if you want to get into us. Just come to a show. We play every month, pretty much. Like <laughs> we're always here. So like, yeah, if you want, if you're not really into metal or you're just here to listen to people talk about trading cards, um, then yeah, we we write some cool stuff. So
0: yeah, or if you play magic, you'll probably catch him at yeah. Melbourne. Um, or, uh, Malvern plenty Malvern or,
1: yeah plenty of games in the city every monday for the most part so yeah,
0: dope. yeah. awesome all right um well uh i'm gonna do our shameless plug so if you are not need accessories obviously you know who we are because you're on our podcast and listening but um always check out our website because we got new stuff coming all the time one of which is this lovely red graded card case that we're using to makeshift store packs um, by the time you listen to this as well we probably already have our I was hoping they were going to be we were supposed to have the container delivery today for them um, but that didn't happen uh, we have booster pack top loaders coming in with oversleeves and stuff so if you're like a pack collector and you want to archive them and stuff you can do that they're also PVC free top loaders um, they are made of mylar uh, which is a type of polyester um so yes just make sure you remove the frosting coating over the top but I'm going to let you pick a pack now going to um, pick a pack yep you get to pick a pack so we're not going to do a random the, this one because I want you to open the exact pack that you want to open sure thing. so go for give it give us a bird. have a look let's see what we got whatever you want and you can pick one for me as well whatever we pull you could keep it
1: sure i would love that thank you it's all good um i reckon random masters because commander you know makes sense Um and then I reckon no, I reckon you can have a Lord of the Rings one because I know you like that. Hell yeah, doggy!
0: Come on back. Thank you, sir. Sweet. All right, we're moving into it. Let's go. So, when are you playing next? When's your next door visit to go and play tonight? You said yeah, yeah. Mm
1: Let's have a look. See,
0: Golem's fight, nice one.
1: Emeritus. Oh, it's a list card. Very nice. Oh, a foil generous gift. Very fancy. Very, very good. good card to have just as a staple all the time. Yeah, cool. Like, at all times, very very nice. I was just having new foil as well. Very good. Uh very sanctuary. I always like the art for Patient Plotter Golem. Yeah, it's very mysterious. It is very very it's cool. cool. Uh, Boom pile is a very fun card. Uh, you get to flip a coin. If you win the flip, destroy all non land permanents. Yeah, right. So okay. it kills everything. It's it's very silly. It's just like, do you want everything to die? Leave <laughs> it up to fate. I like that. They're uh, brutal in Commander as well. It is very brutal. It takes everyone brutal out. Brutal as. Yeah.
0: Walkish Medicine, Mortal Master, Torn of Golem, Island.
1: I love some, nice. some of the art series cards as well. Just having the art, the extended full art works nice. We've got extended art Felwar stone as well. It's just a commander. I, I, the reason I love this set is because it's commander staples. And mm-hmm. like I've bought two boxes of this set and just built commander decks out of exclusively this pretty yeah, much. Right. Okay. Because it's all just things that you will use in every commander deck, like a Felwar stone, which is you it's a mana rock, but it looks fancy. Yeah. So right. it's nice. It's a nice little nice extended art one goes with our generous gift two very good uh staples old borderland and a big eldrazi art card yeah don't. i don't
0: know if you know much about
1: them but Go got that or- one we've got mouse orcs yeah very nice goblins uh, golem spite nice one that that art is awesome yeah it's really cool and then Baradur, it's a legendary land yeah nice very good. Don't you got a few little goodies there. Well done. Oh no. Um, well, yeah.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming on board. I appreciate it. Um, very Had well. fun. So it's great. Nick's got something for you here. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious me! Um, um, what? It
1: is, it is the the. So dr- no, I
0: don't know if anybody. Uh, anybody sort, Can we put? Sort, can we aim
1: this at? Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit of spaghetti. As a a Um, drawer of spaghetti, I'll have a bite. Give us anybody. This
0: was probably going to come out really late, so go and have a look on our um, Instagram (coughs) or our reels. All right, I don't know where we're going to put it at some stage, but Nick went away recently. His first day back today. So me and Jack rolled in at 6:30 exclusively to to tip uh, 18 cans of spaghetti in his drawer. Um, Just because we thought it'd be funny. It Um, is funny. And it was. (laughs) (laughs) really got him. So I think there's gonna be like a vlog or a reel or something out that you guys will be able to view for that. We'll we'll put the link somewhere here. I'm sure Jacob will do that. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. But great. That's (laughs) sick. Massive, massive drawer of spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) We're just getting the the, the, the message from you. You guys are fucked. Yeah, you guys are fucked. Thank you. it tastes so good too 65 cents from Aldi go Aldi thank you as long as you don't like fire or lay off half your stuff I'm happy yeah anyway thanks for coming on board dude I appreciate it a lot um, we're gonna kick you out with a bunch of goodies and stuff um, Let's go. check out stuff really cool uh, really fun to see live as well so if you do go to shows um, yeah you're, you're obviously a chance at even seeing me there um, or Jack as well half the time so um, yeah thanks for tuning in guys appreciate it thank you for having me sweet